Before we start the show, I want to thank the thousands of you, the thousands who have read This Book Will Make You Dangerous. Many of you have told me that the book's unique way of exploring fear, confidence, and purpose has had a lasting impact, that it's much easier for you to get clarity and direction about what really matters and what you want to do in this lifetime. It's also amazing to hear that quite a few of you have read it multiple times and even bought copies for friends, so thank you again. Just in case you weren't aware, I created a free companion video course for the book. And in these videos, I walk you through the big takeaways and practices from each chapter. And I even cover some extra stuff that's not included in the book. Information on how to access the course is in newer versions of the book. And if you own an older version of the book and you don't know how to access the course, just hit me up via the contact form at triplinear.com and we'll get you all set up. And one last thing, if you're one of the thousands who have already read the book, please consider leaving an honest review on Amazon so that others can decide if it's right for them. Again, thank you so much for reading. This book will make you dangerous. And now let's start the show. You are listening to the new man beyond the macho jerk and the new age wimp. Your host is men's coach, Trip Lemire. Do you think more success and status are the keys to lasting fulfillment? What happens when our achievements leave us feeling empty? And what does it mean to be dangerous? Today, my wife Allison and I explore a life beyond constant comfort and how most men are stuck in a trap, striving to play a game they can't win. It's amazing. These microphones were able to pick up all the sounds. You Stop just, it. They did. They, Stop I recorded it. all the sounds you just made in the toilet. Peeing. <laughs> Blowing my nose. Oh, what would, what would we think if we heard the sounds? <laughs> They're gonna... I, I'm just... I, there I, were I, other sounds, too. It's body functions. <laughs> I'm in the right place to do what I'm doing. So it's up to you. How I, uncomfortable are you going to be with it? I just wanted to see how you would react. <laughs> Am I blushing? <laughs> You're like, damn it. I'm looking at the little recording there. I'm like, oh, that was probably where I heard it. <laughs> well, I actually didn't That's record it. Where I, blew my nose. I didn't record it. Oh, you did. <laughs> now you gotta but get now we're, out. now we're now we're you just. Uh, I discovered you're here. What will we think of you? That you had gas. It's like this moment of discovery that I'm like, oh, it's so silly. But that's it, right? There's a part where we could be like, we could see somebody else going through their (laughs) self-image stuff. I'm endeared to it. I actually love that so much. That's like the trueness of humanness. Right, but we can see somebody else going through it and be like, that's so silly. That's they don't need to take themselves that seriously, but right. it can seem so like yeah. our thing yeah. is like, oh no, but no I will never let anybody hear me fart, right? I will never let anybody see me without my makeup on or whatever that right, right, that right. Whatever d- that is. thing is that yeah. we are so attached to. And for one person it'll be no big deal, and for another person it'll feel like death. It'll yeah. it'll be that huge mm-hmm. thing. So it's in it's innervated. Like it's in our deepest brains and our nervous systems and for some people, 
it is real. Yeah. That is a real threat. Like yeah. it is, it, even if it's imagined, uh, everybody else around them is like, <laughs> you yeah. look fine. That is like what you just, it's like, a, it is real. It is life or death right. real. And that's not necessarily ego. That, that lives in our bodies in a way where, um, I mean, that's what keeps people where they're at in a right. lot of ways. So, so people come to you and they're saying, I can't, I, I'm not that person or I don't know how I, I like they, they usually come to you with an idea of what they want, but then you're like calling them out on the discomfort, the, the competing commitments. Well, like I don't call them out. It's just like, we're just going to well, work you with challenge, it. You, you challenge You basically are like, great, here's the path. Take a step or two on that path. And I they're think, like, Grr. I think I'm like, no, I don't think that's an accurate <laughs> description of my work. Okay. Well, you can describe <laughs> that part. My point is, is that people are, <laughs> people are coming to you and my they're clients like, are not going, I'm not, <laughs> they might feel that way on the inside <laughs> but God. it's like I, I'm not that person or I don't know how or I can't possibly do that that's my point like that's right. what the er is about it's like ah, well I there's can't. two I mean there's two things you know on one level if, if they if they've had some kind of serious issue like they've had some kind of serious trauma or something happened in their life I'm not qualified to work with that um, sometimes we just need to try some things. We'll just do some experiments. We will talk about what it is they want to do. And then it's like, great. What would, what would feel like, it, what would feel expansive, right? What would feel like a step in that direction? If you were to do X, Y, Z this coming week would that, what would, what do you think would have you feel stronger? Let's see. And so it's like, great, let's go try that. And if consistently they balk at that, then I would say, I think that we need to call in somebody else to help us with this. Okay. I'm, I'm getting hung up here. I uh, rationally, I know I should be able to do X, Y, Z, but it's not happening. I can't have this conversation or I can't make this phone yeah. call or I can't do this, you know, can't go up I on the stage and whatever yeah. it is. And it's like, can't yeah, beyond myself, can't get over myself. Rationally, I should be able to, but it's not happening. Mm-hmm. And, um, so that's where I, I just, and I do this regularly. It happens. It comes up where it's like, great, let's just bring in a pro. And so I feel curious, is, would you do that if someone is that way about, instead of themselves, like I can't get out of my own way. I mean, that's actually always the bottom line, but, but, but if they're whatever, if they're like, oh, I can't get over this obstacle or trauma or whatever. Would it be the same if they're like constantly blaming others? Like, well, I try, but they, this, like, well, I try to talk to my wife, but she always just blows up. Or I try to talk to my, I try to negotiate new contracts with my colleagues, but they just won't do the thing that I want them to do. You know, like, is it the same if somebody is sort of like, I'm doing my work over here. They're just not doing theirs. Like, how do you navigate that? I think there's a, if, if consistently they're, they make the excuse that others are the reason for their lack of progress. It doesn't take long for the mirror to be held up for them to see that they're playing the victim. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm wondering that like, because I remember when you were, you'd realized you hadn't yet realized you'd outgrown your current environment. You were getting really critical about it. Like in Florida and you were like this and that and right what we talked about in a previous episode episode. yeah Yeah. I was totally playing the victim not I I had not I had not adopted a a mindset where I was 100% responsible for my experience and my well-being so yeah in that place if I wasn't happy well then who's to blame let's go let's go find all the all the bad guys and just a little like zen commercial here (laughs) people I used to get so irritated I had an ex-boyfriend who was like 
I'm sorry you feel that way. And I would be like, you're fucking making me feel this way. Like you <laughs> just did this thing that's having me feel this way. And he's like, you're responsible for your everything. Right. <laughs> Which is like, I'm responsible to pack my shit and get out of here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or come at it in a different way or choose other skills. Or, or to ask and say, I ask. would like to have a conversation about this behavior. Like there, there's definitely yeah. that so, kind but of thing. It, but that's a new, it's, it's like that we're, we're glazing over it. Like it's really simple, but that's actually a big deal because people do not believe or agree that they are solely responsible for their emotional experience. Let's be really clear, right? We're solely responsible in the sense that if we find ourselves with assholes and we don't like the experience of being with assholes, it's not the asshole's job to change. I think that's what we want is like, well, I'll, I'm, I'm responsible for my experience. So this asshole shouldn't be bothering me. It's like, no, if this asshole bothers you, move, leave, get out of that environment. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not like, it's so like, what again, about if it was food? It's like, I eat this food and I feel like, feel like I, terrible. Yeah, it's like yeah. I just shouldn't feel this way. Right. I should somehow be able to transcend this terrible experience and not let it bother me. And a lot of guys come to me, they just want to be able to tolerate more bullshit. I've actually had guys be like, I'm in this high pressure situation with these assholes. How do I get better at tolerating bullshit? And I was like, I don't want to help you tolerate bullshit. Let's get you in another, let's get you in an, in an, in a environment where you feel expansive and strong. And they're like, Oh, like that, that was, I didn't think that it was seems the, like such a borderline because I think it's really important. It's like a part of maturity to be able to handle certain amounts of bullshit, yeah. right. Or tolerate certain, like, like tolerate in terms of handling your, the discomfort that comes with a certain experience that isn't favorable, that isn't going to have, not every experience is going to have you feel aliveness or expansiveness. Or- right. But it is knowing that if I don't like what's happening, why am I choosing this? Mm-hmm. Right. If I don't like what's going on in here in over this moment and over and over again, right. It's like, why did I choose this? There might be days where it's like, Hey, I chose to get on this flight and now I'm sitting next to this person. Right. And they poop their pants. <laughs> That happened, right? We were sitting next to a guy. Oh, yeah. That, yeah. That person pooped their pants. And that, that was like, all right, I could sit here and it still smells like poop. And we're going to smell like poop for the next few hours. Okay. So unfortunate for that person, unfortunate yeah. for everybody. Right? right. If I continue to seek poop airways, right? Like the poop. <laughs> Oh, this is getting bad. Uh, hang on. I have some special requests. For uh, yes. Can you put me next to the person that's sure sh- that I'm really close to the toilets early in the morning? Himself. Um, <laughs> I did that once. I flew from LA and I was right next to the airport. The, yeah. That was bad. But yeah. the, yeah, we, we, after a while, if we just catch ourselves in this chronic state of complaining, mm. I think that's the, that's the self-awareness uh-huh. comes in. It's just like, I'm noticing my discomfort. I'm noticing my frustration. I'm noticing that I, always have something to complain about. And it typically involves this person or this, but it's like, why am I choosing this? I'm choosing to show up every day. And what we'll recognize is that instead of choosing what has us feel more free or alive or a peace of mind or love and connection, we're like, I don't want to be uncomfortable. I don't want to have the uncomfortable conversation where I say, Hey, stop that. Well, I don't want to do something risky. It's like, well, if I don't, if I'm not in this situation with this person, then I I don't have, I got to do it because this person's my boss and they're, you know, yeah, what am I do? That, and that's the thing that like, I want to, I want to point out two things that are happening here. One is, is that you are really being, ha, make, um, have it creating a distinction. You're really pointing out the difference between that victim mindset and taking responsibility. Everything that you're saying right now is like, 
what if I were to take responsibility for this and do, I could do something here. I actually have liberty to do and choice and freedom of choice to do an action, to do something here. And the difference between that, which is what you really do. And I mean, I'm always, always, always do a great job. (laughs) carrying the flag for <laughs> irritatingly. So at sometimes, and, and then, and then, and then there's, but then there's also this other piece, which I think is, is more subversive, uh, not in a good way, but like more, um, sludgy in our, in our life experience. It's, it's like you talk, you and I talk about the fear of our fear of like falling asleep, quote unquote, like falling asleep. So, but it's that it's like, what if we get in the poppy fields? So, so an example of the poppy fields here is like, oh yeah, every job has, that's just the way it is. If my, I have aches and pains, I feel bad. Oh yep. Now you're aging. That's just what middle age is about. Or that's what old age is. You're just going to have more aches and pains. And and consistently, I mean, when my back was like, at four doctors, four doctors, three, three doctors opinions of four said life will be about pain management. This is just how it is. This is what your life is like from here forward. You're going to be do, working with steroid shots and eventually surgery that get, you just need to come to these treatments to help you manage your pain. Doctors were telling me that this is how it is. You were the only one that said, this is bullshit. We've done so many things in your life that have gone against this whole bullshit poppy field, falling asleep, kind of, this is just how it is, mentality, attitude, whatever. And go find, like, keep looking until you find the answer that you want that gives you hope. And then that fourth doctor was like, oh, you're going to be fine. (laughs) Well, let's be we can unpack that quite a bit because I think, I think there's a thing of like, this is just going to be the way it is because you don't want to go through the discomfort of changing how you eat and how you move. And that's true for a lot of people. But then no doctor, I mean, in that specific scenario, no doctor was like the only the fourth doctor right. was like, it's your diet. It's your, the movement that you need to be doing that you're not doing. It's this, it, it's, Which it's, was it's, true. it's like these, it's these four things. It was totally right you on. You cleaned up your, you cleaned up your food and you cleaned, you started I moving started your body. The, yeah. It was Eric Goodman's foundations right. training. So, and you were out of pain pretty quickly, pretty quickly. Yep, yeah. For sure. And, and, and like able to stay out of pain. I think there's a part of the victim mentality, which is like that enjoys being powerless. It enjoys. Yes. There's a, there's a little a bit of righteousness affair. of like, woe is me. This is my problem. I identify as I've been wronged. Life just didn't, uh, there's just an injustice here and I get to be in my place where I'm in my injustice. And I, I think when we hear those types of things, we have a response. There's a part of just like, fuck that. Or it's, oh, great. I get to just, I'm off the hook now. I don't have to try. I can always blame something else. Yeah. And from a therapeutic perspective, this is just the way it is. My back's messed up. So I'm going to be on the couch here with a bag of Oreos. Like, it's just like, I'm off the hook. I don't have to take care of myself. Well, and that, I mean, from a therapeutic perspective, like the love affair is, is the attachment or the desire to be taken care of often. It's like, this is how I get my needs met. Okay. And from your perspective, coaching perspective, uh, the, what getting your shit done and getting the life that you want in the world perspective is, um, you go get your needs met. You figure out that you got needs here that need to get met, but they don't get met this way. You got to grow up here. Right. I won't work with victims. They're just not coachable. Yeah. 
a victim will show up to a coaching session and want to spend the entire time telling me why things can't happen. So and, that's and building a case is it feels sounds like excuses. Yeah. And it's just like, okay, that's not coaching, right? A coaching conversation is what are we doing? Where are we? What's happening? Where do we want to be? Okay, let's backtrack what's happening here. Okay, what's do you think is in the way? How can we address that? What actions are you going to take? When are you going to do that? That's a coaching conversation. Not why don't you tell me all the reasons why you have to stay stuck? Mm-hmm. That's not coaching. Mm-hmm. That's bitching. Right. So I, I just don't work with those people. And I don't think those people want to change. They just want the validation that there's a righteousness of like, see, I'm stuck and I get well, to stay stuck. There, but there's a, I mean, you usually screen them out beforehand, but, right. but there can be points in your coaching where you realize like, oh, they're not turning towards the discomfort here. They really don't want to. They don't want to. Some people, I think, just want to stay in their stuff. They, Which is they, different than just like not wanting, like you, you don't want to because you don't want to. Like I'm trying to be to provide the nuance of like nobody wants to turn towards their discomfort. That's that's actually a, a we talk about that that reptilian brain like that's a pretty natural like that's helped us stay alive. <laughs> yeah, I like that you're bringing that. But if you come back to the commitments, right, it's like this is where I'm comfortable. I may not be like comfortable in my body because I have pain or I might not be comfortable in this relationship because there's pain, but this is where I'm comfortable as a person. I know how to wake up every day and find the things that are going wrong and then talk about it all day. Yeah. Or, you know, look in the mirror and wonder why I've been so forsaken. Like that, that's just what they know. Mm -hmm. And it's part of their self image. It's part of their identity. If you start to take that away, it's like, who am I if I'm not been wronged? Right. Who am I if I'm, if, if the world isn't against me, it's, it's, it's really uncomfortable. Right. It, it, and I, and I can really appreciate that yeah. before I started going to therapy, I was considered myself an artist. I was a songwriter and there was that little voice in my head. It's like, well, if you heal your, this thing because your mother died and killed herself, like, are you going to be an artist anymore? Right. I remember, I do remember there was a period in, I think it was in Boulder and you were like, <laughs> I, I, I I've come to realize that all of my songwriting comes from this like morbid sort of like modern place that I go into. And I haven't been feeling melan- that. And I would like, I, I can't write a song right now. I can't. Well, it was very melancholy. And there was an addiction to that melancholy. It was like, Oh, these are sad chords and these are sad this. And it was like, I'm done with it. Yeah. And it, I would, I, I had, it was great to just be like, okay, well I don't want to be miserable just so I can create art. Yeah. And I had to well, learn no, how there to, was a choice point there. You were like, I think I need to go find something. But that was more, I think that, that was more egoic. I think that was more egoic of like, well, who am I if I'm not writing songs well, and I creating songs? I, well, I, I mean, I appreciate that that's how you're looking at it, but I look at it as like, that's part of the limited lens. Like you're just working with what you got. So it's like, well, this is the house that I'm in when I write songs. So I just need to find that house again with those walls. And like, I can't, I it's can't what write I a song outside this house. And this is what I know. Right. Exactly. Right. And I don't want to go outside of what I know. And, and even a lot if of I'm not happy. Like, there, I don't even know what, I mean, we talked about our child growing up and how she does, there's like this whole thing. It, it, like we realized like, oh, she has no concept of what growing up is like or what it's, she has, she just has absolute, she's not in touch at all with what life. Right. What it could would, be. Could be. Right. So why would she be excited for that? Right. 
So how do you work with people to help them? Like you say that you give them like little baby step kind of bite size. Well, the first thing is to come back to what do you want? Like, what do you want more than just being comfortable? What do you want more than just st- feeling safe? Right. Well, I would find the thing that they're holding on to. Like they've yeah. got to be, you know, we talked about it a couple episodes of that, that fuck it moment of like, fuck it. I'm tired of being in this place. That's mm-hmm. when folks are coachable. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, I'm open. Mm-hmm. I'm actually looking for yeah. solutions now yeah. instead of looking for something to blame. As long as I've got something to blame, then I don't have to do anything. Yeah. So I, if, if they've gotten to this point where they're like, fuck it, I can't blame the world anymore for, for whatever it is. And I, but I'm not quite sure what the next thing that I want, then we can start working. Then we can get curious and say, let's start experimenting with things and start to move beyond that. And start to see instead of settling for comfort and this false sense of safety and making sure you look good all the time that we come back to say, well, well, what is it that you want more than those things? Like deeply, you talk about the, where we started the conversation where it's like, what do you want that's deeper than that false sense of security? So do you have, I mean, is that the practice that you invite them into as a guidance system? Like it, it, it becomes a system. Like for you, you've got it systematized in your life. You're literally always, and we know we've discussed in other episodes, like sort of the deeper cuts of that for you and your psyche. But like, in terms of like how we orient, it seems, I don't, I'm not in your coaching call, so I have no idea what you do, but it seems to me that the people, you have a lot of success guys, success stories, like the the people that you work with get to what you've written about in this book. They, They start doing it and experiencing it and having it in their lives. And so I'm imagining that you, beyond this, like, oh, let's just do some experiments, that you begin to cultivate this concept as a guidance system. Is that true? No. <laughs> <laughs> he just... Um... Yes, a big part of our work is to come back to what are we really playing for? Most of us don't really know what we're playing for. We've been in that prey mentality. We've been in that survival mentality. And we thought that if we just got really good at avoiding discomfort, we thought if we got really good at avoiding risk and looking good, looking impressive mm-hmm. to ourselves, then we'd be set. We, that's what the, the, the unconscious belief is like, then I'll feel fulfilled. And then they usually create some level of this quote success And they've got all this comfort. They've created all this safety in their lives. They can have a bunch of money in the bank or they can live, actually live in a place that has walls around it (laughs) or a neighborhood that has walls around it. Yeah. Right. Um, They can, they can have all this stuff where people are like, man, I mean, one day I want to be you. They can have that stuff and be like, why am I not feeling fulfilled? What's wrong with me? I thought it would be different. And that's where we got to do a little digging to help them see like, what is it that you're really playing for? Mm. Instead of just being like, oh, really I thought I was playing for all these things, but I'm not having the experiences that. I well, that's went the with unconscious this. belief. Like if you just look at all of our I, I hate to get into this kind of it's about marketing or whatever, but it's like it really is this idea that marketing companies and religions I'm totally withheld from saying all this about consumerism. Well, it's, well it's, it's in fairy tales. There's always this happily ever after mm-hmm. aspect to it. Or you need this skin cream to be the beautiful person that you are. Well, whatever. Religion does it. Right. If you yeah. just follow these rules, right. all your problems are over. <laughs> and if you fuck it up, boy, Ooh, are you really? Center. Yeah, you're 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 going to hell. So it's it's just indoctrinated into our life that there is a magical finish line. And when we reach this place where we thought was the finish line and it doesn't 
doesn't pan out, the experience of being there doesn't align with what we thought it was going to be, we can start to think that we're ungrateful. Like, what's wrong with me? I, so many guys would be grateful to have my, yeah. you know, my life. Yeah. They, they, they'd sure. love to have their marriage I'm in, yeah. or they'd love to be able to have the job I have or the business I have. Yeah. And what's wrong with me? They come up. It's like, why am I such an ungrateful dick? Um, we get stuck into that. So I think that that's, that's a whole other conversation. I think we should, we should go into it. What are we playing for beyond just wanting to be comfortable and safe and looking good? That, that, that'd be a good place to dive into next time. Um, well, I know you're trying to wrap it up, <laughs> but, um, I do. I do. I just like, this is feels like such a, it's like we're performing on stage and we just hit the final note and you're like, hold on, wait a second. I like this. I have a I like, solo. I like this act. other song. Uh, well, it's the, you know, some bands are like that too, but here, here, I just want to say something you're speaking about, like you took this out of your book, but when you were describing that comfort level, like I totally saw that like a turtle that like has dis like there's this like I'm just gonna hang out in my shell. I've created this perfect shell, and so anytime I encounter anything that feels like a threat, I'll just withdraw into my shell, and then I can peek out, and then I can take a couple of steps towards this leaf or whatever, and then I'm gonna call back in my shell. And so, but my point is, is you just described that, and what I see and hear you saying this whole conversation is that you have you're like looking way beyond that like you're like no no we don't hang out here if we if you want the experience of aliveness or freedom or love or peace in your life <laughs> you don't get to hang out here anymore like you you're this isn't where you're gonna find no it. no no it's a choice like we need a certain amount of comfort and safety and acceptance that that is that's not going away those are needs that we have the the false idea is that if we just had more comfort more safety the illusion of safety more importance then we'll feel fulfilled but it's a it's a bell curve after a certain point we actually start to become fragile when, when we get too much, we get too attached to discomfort and too attached to this idea of safety and too attached to importance. We, we go the other way. Look at, look at like people that with, you know, some of these diva type celebrities, all the comfort, all the safety and they got security teams around them and they got people that are kissing their ass 24 seven. And it's like, Oh, I didn't get this. And they have a meltdown. Yeah. Right. That's not strong. Yeah. Right. That's, that's a trap. You've just, you, your world has gotten so small that you can't handle any of these types of threats. You can't go take care of yourself. You can't just be walk out on the street and go get a, get a coffee if you want it because you're so damn fragile. So I, I'm, I, the point I want to make is that yes, we need, I love comfort. Yeah, Look yeah. at our home, right? Totally. I love safety. I, I want us to be safe. There are measures that we take to be safe in our world. Um, and I also love, I love being important. I love being important to you and to be, but also I love feeling like what I'm doing is important into the world. That's a big part of what has me feel fulfilled. So I want to be really clear. We're not taking a shit on those things. We're not, we're not, we're not going to play all one or all the other. It's recognizing that that becomes the, like the home base. We can always come back to those things. Okay. If I'm get really stretched and I'm really uncomfortable, I can always come back to where I'm comfortable and then ease into that discomfort again. Um, if I feel really out of, out of place and really at risk, I can always come back to where I feel safe. And if I feel like I'm, you know, really st stuck my neck out there too much and I might look weird, like to come back to where you're comfortable. We need that stuff. It, it helps us be strong out in the world. We just have to knock down this idea that if we're not feeling fulfilled, 
hmm, I must need more comfort. I must need more shit to buy. I must need more importance. I must need more safety. That That's the trap. Uh-huh. And that's where I see where these guys are like, they're caught on this treadmill right. of more, more, more. And they're, they're buying and, and right. indulging in things that they don't really just need anymore. Hit, and they just hit. feel more and more empty. Mm-hmm. And that's where they're really lost. It's like, wow. And then there's also the younger guys that are coming up and they see that they're smart enough to see that. And like, I don't want to get on that path. So it's, it's coming back and trying to find this middle way and understanding that quote success or more comfort uh, safety and looking good, important status isn't really the game. It's just the starting point to, to go play for what we truly want. One of my questions that I was really wanting to ask you just on my list of questions that I have for you was like, why did you choose the title that this book will make it dangerous? Why did you choose the word dangerous? Because our, I know that at least in the world, in the state, in the part of the world that I live in, that's a common word that's used to basically keep people quiet and down and like shut up and just ashamed enough. You call them dangerous to keep them down? Keep them small. Yeah. Oh, that's dangerous. Don't do that. That's dangerous. So, so from the perspective of like dangerous, meaning not safe, dangerous, meaning a threat, dangerous, friends. (laughs) but that's what I mean. It's like that mentality. You can't possibly do that. You'll get thrown in jail or you'll get whatever. That's, that's it. Right. So in our cushy, Privileged. I mean, look how cushy and privileged life has gotten for so many, for so many. So, I just finished watching this World War II documentary. Yeah. It was over, you know, 10 hours. And it's just like, oh, my God, we need to be in touch with how things were just even 80 plus years ago. My grandfather's generation. Yeah. Right. Like we've gotten so self-absorbed and we've adapted so much to this level of comfort and, quote, safety and self-importance that we, we, it's gotten skewed. The perspective is a little skewed. Do we still have problems? Do we have major problems? Yes, we most certainly do. But for most of us in our day-to-day life, what constitutes dangerous, that might be uncomfortable. Oh, that might, that might rattle. Create false anxiety, like all sorts of anxiety. It creates anxiety, but it's, but that's the point is like starting to push through those things. And that's why I, I call the book, this will make you dangerous because it seems dangerous to go do the things that might make us, uh, it might make us a little uncomfortable or might, might seem like a risk to our time or energy or money, or, oh my gosh, what, what would somebody think of me if I actually asked that question or went into that, had a conversation about this stuff? That's what so many of us are thinking is quote dangerous these days. And when we hold it up, most of us don't like to think that we're that fragile or we've gotten that fragile, but the truth is, is we have. Well, that, but that's what I'm saying. Like that's your, your book is the, the title that it really redefines dangerous in a positive light. Instead of like, don't do that. You're, you're reclaiming <laughs> you're giving me this look. Oh my God. I wish I could describe this look right now. <laughs> I'm telling you, I like the name and I'm just, I, it's like, I'm getting it now. I, I, Cause I didn't get it before. I was like, why would you use that word? And now I'm getting like, Oh, because when you play for what you really want, there are hardly limits in your experience. And it, but it will seem dangerous to that part of us, that small part of us that that's completely consumed with our quote survival. That is that prey mentality in us that we don't even know that's steering us. We can be in a prey mentality 
drive a BMW and drink $6 yeah. lattes every day and then wonder how we're quote going to survive. It's true. Right? Like, Absolutely. Oh my God, how am I going to get through this thing? Like we, we really think the world is going to come crashing to uh, the ground. So I, 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 speaking to that part of us and helping us realize that that's not all of who we are. If these interviews are helping you, please leave a positive review on whatever podcast app you use so that others can discover the show more easily.